You could stand at half court and ref better than these guys. And we are back with another episode of From the Rafters. Sam and I here recording on a Monday, uh, the day after the Celtics game actually got postponed. Um, nine Celtics, is that correct? Are out due to contact tracing because Jason Tatum has COVID, I think right? it's seven, but uh, Kemba and yeah, Romeo yeah. are out for injuries. You're right, yes. So seven Celtics out due to contact tracing, and Tatum has it, right? Is that true? That's... What I saw, yes. So Jason Tatum has COVID, <laughs> and due to that, Jalen Brown, Shemi Ojale, Javante Green are out due to contact tracing. And then on top of that, you have Tatum himself, and then the two Williams and Thompson from their own contact tracing because Robert Williams got COVID. So the Celtics are down nine guys, if you include Walker and Langford. And so they're able to run out a lineup of Edwards, Waters, Teague, Pritchard, Smart, Neesmith, Tice, Taco for their next foreseeable future. But um, the Heat weren't actually available to play last night because they didn't have enough players to suit up because Avery Bradley uh, had COVID. All these Celtic guys are fucking getting COVID, huh? Yeah, apparently so. So what do you think about the Celtics moving forward in the immediate future, Sam, with like these eight guys? Well, here's the thing, right? It's a lot better of a situation now than it was yesterday. Okay, the teams they played this week are not good teams compared to Miami, right? It's yeah, they still play not easy. They play the it's Bulls still and the not Magic. Easy, mm-hmm. Right? They they still got to play with this skeleton crew. Um they play the skeleton crew, but they're not playing against like any real contending teams like Miami. So they it's more likely that they manage to pull out a win mm-hmm. in one of these three games. Um, than they would have yesterday, for sure. There was no way they were going to win yesterday. Yeah, that was going to be tough. I think the real issue is going to be the lack of wings. Obviously, Tatum, Brown, Javante Green, Shemi Ojale, all gone. And so they're going to be running with, what, five, like, basically point guards. You can count Smart as a shooting guard, but he's still short. He can't play small He forward. can be a wing. I, yeah, but he's he, not. He's not. He can, he can guard the positions. That's really what matters, I he, think. Yeah, but then who's going to play power forward? That's the problem. Because you can't play no. you can't play Tyson Taco at the same time because then you don't have a center on the floor when the other one's off, right? So realistically, either Tyson's is going to have to play like thirty minutes, and Taco's going to have to play eighteen, or Taco's going to have to play twenty plus. You know what I'm saying? Which I mean, I guess maybe he can because he showed some potential the other day. But Taco's going to get a good game the other day. He's going to get a lot of minutes in this upcoming like week or so, which I mean, we can talk about taco for a second. The people love taco. Taco looked good. He looked really good. What do you think? Yeah. It wasn't that impressive. Like he came out really didn't get a lot of reps before yesterday and he had a really good game. Yeah. He showed ability to block the ball. He wasn't getting the three seconds calls that he'd been getting in the past. He hasn't been, he wasn't getting called for a ton of fouls. He called for a few unlucky ones, but that'll happen when you're seven foot six. So I I was impressed with Taco overall, especially considering, you know, they didn't have Rob or Tristan uh, and Tice. Didn't he get in foul trouble early again? He always does. I I just got to be. But 
the real interesting thing to me is that Neesmith is the only listed wing available for the next like week or so due to contact tracing. So in all reality, Brad has to play him, right? Or am I am I tripping? Brad has to play Neesmith. Oh, he's going to play him. I mean, what expectations? All eight guys you... are probably going to play. To be honest with you. Yeah, what expectations do you have for Neesmith? Like, do you just shoot the ball better, or are you expecting more of the same? I think he's going to play better because he knows he's, you know, he's not on a short leash. I mean, there's eight fucking guys playing for the Celtics, so yeah. I mean, there's not a lot of wiggle room for them to throw him on the bench. You know what I'm saying? So he he's going to feel probably a lot more relaxed, if I had to guess. Mm-hmm. So. Is he going to be like a top scorer guy, or is it just going to be like he's going to sit in the corner still? Like he'd probably still sit in the corner. So who's going to be the scorer? Is it Pritchard? Is Pritchard going to be the lead guy for the Celtics? Right, Marcus is going to take a lot of shots. Hmm. Which I, I don't think it'll be that bad. I think Marcus can make shots. He's just never asked to, uh, to some right. degree. So I, I feel like the Celtics should be okay. Um, we're probably going to end up seeing Tremont Waters and Carson Edwards minutes. Um, do you think? They can shine. I, I saw somewhere that people are vying for Carson Edwards to be the main scorer with um in this all these group? guys out. Yeah, and all these guys. That's out. another guy. He might have like a big. Um, that, that's a good point, honestly, because he could get the chance. You've yeah. got, yeah, isn't that something? Like he he's not going to have like that. He's going to have the same thing I was talking about with Neesmith. He's not going to be like nervous or anything. No, yeah, I mean. He he was a scorer in college and up the end in the summer league and a big part of that was um the fact that he was the lead guy and it was unquestioned, and so if Brad kind of trusts him like that, I don't see a reason why he couldn't you know live up to that again as long as he doesn't get in his own head because I feel like that's a big thing with Carson. I don't know maybe maybe it's just me, but I kind of see it when he's on the floor. Right, he has that good game in garbage time, and then Brad gives him those minutes at the end of uh, early on in the next game, and he kind of like you know fades under the pressure and he just kind of you know faded out but I hope Edwards can do fine I think Pritchard being there kind of puts even more pressure on him which is unfortunate although I am loving how Peyton's playing but Edwards had such high hopes coming in to the season last year and I think it just it weighed on him a little too much but hopefully moving forward he can be better outside of that you know Tice is gonna have to not foul or the refs are gonna have to not you know hate on Tice the war on Tice has been bad this season too right have you seen it oh it's been bad of course Mm -hmm. It's always bad. Mm-hmm. Um, well, let's let's not get away from this COVID thing yet because I, I want to talk about this. Mm-hmm. I don't completely understand the way they're going about it. You mean league wide, got... like total everything in the yeah, league? Or yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. The, the rules. Let's, yeah, let's yeah, say yeah. the rules, right? So they're having all these guys sit out that don't have COVID, right? Like Brown does not have COVID. He was just near Tatum, right? Yeah. That's that's what the thing is. Mm-hmm. So why is he sitting out? Because there's a bunch of guys that were playing in that game. Like, they all touched the ball. I don't get it. I think it has something to do with the fact, I feel like they might have hung out after the game or something that we're not hearing. Like, I feel like, you know, Javante, Shemi, and When I heard about the the Robert Williams thing, it was that they were sitting near each other on the bench. But that still doesn't make any sense because they were all involved in the game. I thought they they were sitting next to each other on the bench in a practice is what I thought I heard. Maybe, Maybe that's what you're – you probably know more than I do, but that that's what I saw on Twitter. Well, I, I don't I don't get this because you've got these guys that are sick, right? So you've got these other guys that you're just making sit out because they are at risk for being sick. Just test them. No, yeah. I mean, I think it's – the way contact tracing works, I, I don't – I'm not going to pretend to know um everything about 
contact tracing and COVID and everything. But I think it's, you can pass the disease on even if you don't have it. Like, kind of like, I don't know. I'm trying to find some rules about this because I'm, I don't even know what the exact rules are, but I think it is something like that. Like you, you can contract, you don't have to have the disease to pass it on to somebody else. Kind of, maybe. I feel like that's the only thing that would make sense. Still doesn't make sense. How are you going to pass it on to someone else? If you go home and take a shower after the game, like you're not going to still have it on you. That's not how it works. You wash your hair, it's gone. Uh, I don't know how I'm, I'm trying to Google. How does contact tracing work? Um, it's, this is like the dumbest thing ever. It really is. And I, I'm not someone that wants like them to like not be cautious. It's just they're being cautious, but like they're just doing it in like a weird way. No, yeah. I mean, if anything, they should just like that Sixers game shouldn't have happened. Like that was ridiculous. That the fact that they made the Sixers play with that little guys. Um Yeah. The way everything's happening is just kind of weird. I don't know how they would fix it. Obviously they can't put everybody in a bubble again because they don't want to be away from their families, which is completely understandable. But the way everything's kind of happening is just so not right. Like the NFL, when the NBA was in the bubble, all most NBA fans, including us, were complaining about how poorly the NFL was handling things, right? They were kind of doing whatever they wanted. They just kind of went from city to city. They had fans in a bunch of arenas, and it was it was trash. A lot of players were getting it. And we're seeing sort of the same thing happen with the NBA right now. And they're trying to be cautious by, like, you know, contact tracing, all this stuff. But at the same time, they're still playing games and traveling everywhere and doing everything the same way. And they're forcing players to play or teams to play with like less players than normal. So if anything, they should allow teams to sign extra players because I don't think they're prepared for it. They should do that. So so what are we thinking? Two more 10 days or two more, you know, two ways or something like that? that. I heard that was an option at the start of the season, but the NBA said no. They should do something. I don't know what it is, but or expand the roster size mm-hmm. if you're going to have this. It still doesn't make any sense to me because these guys, the contract tracing thing is bullshit. Because if you're afraid that people are going to spread COVID, like, dude, like if Tatum had COVID, everybody in that game is going to be at risk for COVID. Yeah. Like, he touched the ball. No, yeah, and exactly. it's as simple as that. No, I, yeah. So, I, so- I do not understand why they're doing it like this and i especially don't understand why just bradley beal got singled out for it because he was guarding tatum a majority of the time like all of those players came into contact with tatum realistically so that's what i'm saying like it either either be like really cautious about it or don't yeah you there's you shouldn't be able to be i understand what you're saying now like realistically the only guys that really should be out for the celtics are tatum and robert williams mm because they have it everybody else it, or or there should be no games. Exactly. Played. That's what I was going to say. They're, they're trying to be in the middle with it, and I don't understand. It's pissing me off. No, yeah. If you're going to – Because you're going to make them play a game with a skeleton crew, multiple games. They're going to play a week with a skeleton crew. And, like, like what are we doing here? If you're going to go full it, out on the contact tracing. have people sit out yeah. or don't. If you're going to go full out on the contact tracing, cancel the games that people with COVID played in, or – let people play if they've come into close contact with somebody who like could have had it. Like you can't, you can't be in the middle with this. You can't just, cause you, you can't tell me that Daniel Tice didn't come into contact with Jason Tatum during that game too. Right. Like the, you, that's not a thing. They played like at least 20 minutes on the floor together. They started the game together. Marcus Smart and Jason Tatum played together. That's, that's ridiculous. You, you can't have it both ways. I understand what you're saying. It's, 
I, I don't understand how the NBA. Like, is I work it. in a place that a nursing home. I yeah. work in a place where there was COVID, and people in my workplace got COVID. Right. Mm-hmm. I work with these people all the time. We're you know in a kitchen, so it's not super like spread out or anything. Like we didn't sit. Like there was no contact tracing at all, and it didn't spread. Like I'm not saying it's the same as the NBA. Obviously, those guys are you know, making physical contact all the time, sweating, things like that. But it's, like I said, either go all out and do it or don't. No, yeah, I agree. It's what just, they're doing right now just doesn't make any sense, and it's, like, kind of annoying. It's very wishy-washy. They're just in the middle. They're, like, they're going to ha- – Tatum has it, which is fine. Tatum, unfortunately, is as annoying as it is, and he's going to have to miss time, and he's the best player on the team. He's got the virus. That's what it is, okay? He's got it. But mm-hmm. everybody else that they're making sit out, like, why does Grant Williams have to sit out for a week if he was near Robert Williams, who has it? Just fucking give him a rapid test. Yeah. And if he sure. doesn't have it, then he's fine. Or if you're it that concerned. Make any sense what if you're, you're doing. If you're, I think they're, the way it works is you have to wait five days before it shows up in your system. So then he'll get the test and then he'll be back. That's why it's something like five to seven days, which I guess I kind of get because he could have it. You know what I'm saying? Cause it takes a little while to show up. All right. So, so that's the only explanation I can think of. And so that's probably, that fair. but they should be testing. I don't know what they're doing right now. I don't mm-hmm. really know what they should literally be testing guys every single day. It should be just like the bubble. I don't, and I'd imagine they're still doing that mm-hmm. testing every day, but I don't know. I don't know. No, yeah, I know. Like my school tests once a week, so I don't know. Like at the very least, they're pro- they're definitely doing that. So once a day shouldn't be that much of an issue because the tests aren't that you know scarce anymore as they were in the bubble or at that time of the bubble. Better they should be getting vaccinated. All of them should have got vaccinated. Yeah, that could also be true. So, but what I still don't understand, right? Like what I said makes sense. Like okay, it takes a few days to show up. You can test them then. Why is it that Brown semi? Grant, all these people have to be quarantined, but like Tyson Smart don't. Like, what's the difference between that? Like, what's the difference between those two players? Like, maybe I'm missing something. Maybe we didn't see it. Maybe they were like together afterwards or in practice or something. But if the if the complaint is that Brown and Tatum were too close during the game, Smart was right with them. No, you know what I'm saying? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Dude, everyone touch the ball. <laughs> these guys make physical contact. I don't understand what like the NBA needs to give a better explanation about what they're doing. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, yeah. I have no problem with them trying to keep people safe. That's not why I'm complaining. I'm complaining because what they're doing doesn't make any fucking sense. And and if it is like something like I said, like they're meeting after the game or they're, you know, hanging out in close proximity afterwards or the Williams and Thompson were together at practice, you know what I'm saying? Like that would make some semblance of sense. But from what we're understanding is they're just playing together in a game, right? Dude, Jason Tatum is driving to the basket and banging off of guys. He, If yeah. he has COVID, everyone in the game needs to not be in. He's touching the basketball. Yeah. Everybody else is touching the basketball. I don't mm-hmm. – What what is the NBA fucking thinking? I, I don't get it. I agree. It's just – there's a weird disconnect, I feel like, in the way they're explaining it. And it's it not because it's it. the Celtics and they're having a bunch of guys, you know, be out. As, as annoying as it is, and, you know, as a fan, it's really annoying that, you know, they're, if this week they're going to have to have no one fucking playing for them. But mm-hmm. it doesn't make any sense. No, it's I, just going to get worse. If, if they keep doing this way that they're doing, it doesn't make any sense. No, yeah, I, I don't fully understand it. And maybe it is like we said. Maybe we're just not – like we're missing some information that was put out there and we didn't see it. But I don't understand it right now. Um, 
Outside of that, the Celtics did play the Wizards on Friday. That was the last time we did get to watch Celtics basketball. I was disappointed that they blew the lead, but they looked solid in the first, like, two and a half quarters. Uh, what'd you take away from that game? You know what I was fucking pumped about? And I don't think a lot of, enough people talked about this. The fucking PA guy was back. Eddie Palatino <laughs> was back. And it's really not the same watching games without him on the on the mic in the garden. So I was really happy about that. It made it a lot more enjoyable to watch. Whoever they had before was doing a shit job. <laughs> Do we know why he was gone? No, and I was trying to find out on Twitter. I couldn't find out. Maybe he had COVID. He might have been. Maybe he yeah, maybe. I have no idea. But um, yeah, in terms of the way the Celtics played, they played really well first quarter, second quarter, first half of the third quarter, and then they just started to crumble a little bit. I'm not sure exactly what happened. What did you What did you see? They just start like taking bad shots, mm-hmm. and they let Washington get back into it. Washington kind of just got. You know, they got hot. I don't really think it was anything the Celtics did or didn't do. Mm-hmm. Like, it it just all seemed sloppy. Like, I wrote the recap, so I pulled that up. Uh, it said the offense stalled. They were giving up some easy looks on defense. Beal was hot. They didn't really stop him. And it was just, like, the Bradley Beal show the whole game, which was fine, right? Like, because early on, it was basically Tatum versus Beal, and we got the St. Louis showdown or whatever. And they it was just going back and forth, isolation plays. And it was fine because – the Celtics were playing better defense on Bradley Beal than the Wizards could on Tatum. And so that was why the Celtics were winning. The Celtics played excellent defense for on a team that was averaging like an astronomical amount of points per game. They did until the f- third and fourth quarter. And then they just what kind was, of the, what was the final? What did Washington end up with? Uh, the final of the game was 116-107. So they did. Yeah, 107's still not bad. Mm-hmm. It, it was just a sloppy run to end the game. And they did pick it up and played some solid energy in the fourth. But it it was just like, I don't know, the Celtics looked bad. Like, I, there was a small stretch, I remember the announcer saying, like, this looks like they're playing at, at the YMCA. Like, it was just oh, like Oh, that turnover. was a terrible scene. It was on both ends, though. Yeah, it wasn't just it was. the Celtics. But still. I know that, exactly what you're talking about. The Wizards do that because they're not a good team. The Celtics shouldn't be doing that. The Celtics are a better basketball team than that. Um, And speaking of better basketball team, we can keep talking about the Wizards. But the Celtics have one of the best records in the NBA right now, right? After a slow start. I can look up yep. the exact standings, but the Celtics are looking like a real contender basketball team, which I think most realistic Celtics fans understood that they would be. But in the grand scheme of the NBA, people just thought with Kemba out that they wouldn't be bad. The Celtics are tied with the 76ers for the best record in the East, and only the Lakers have a better record, and that's just because they played one more game. So what do you think the key is moving forward? Is it just doing more of the same? How do the Celtics avoid these like you know slip-ups in the third quarter? They just need to take better shots. It's that simple. Really? Yeah. I mean, just go back and watch it. They didn't take good shots. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like the defense kind of let up, too. Like, they were missing rotations a little bit. Like, Bradley Beal was just getting too many easy looks. And as soon as the Celtics kind of let up on the gas a little bit, he killed them. Poor Bradley Beal, by the way. I know you don't give a shit personally because you're – I never give a shit exactly. for guys on bad teams. But I like, really don't. Bradley Beal needs to get the fuck out of Washington. He's wasting his entire career there. And you said he had a few good years with John Wall, but, like, this is the prime and they're wasting it because they – Scott Brooks is terrible. Like, you saw those rotations, right? In fairness to Washington, they did try and make a change. They brought in Westbrook. In theory, Washington should be better than they are. No, yeah, I I think so too. But and I, I don't know. I think that might be Westbrook's fault because he was he was awful on Friday. You saw some of those rotations um, when they played the Celtics, though. Those rotations were terrible, like running out Raul Nato 
and you know not playing some of their better guys. I don't know. And now Thomas Bryant's out for the season, right? Yeah, you see that? That's yeah, that stuff. There's a, a lot player. of injuries going around. You know, TJ Warren's out indefinitely. Markel Fultz out for the season. Bogdan Bogdanovich is out for a long time. A lot of stuff's going down. I feel like it is because of the um, shortened off season. I feel like a lot of guys aren't aren't ready. But I guess it doesn't make as much sense. Um, I don't think that's true. No, I feel like it's a lack of training camp is what it is. Not the shortened off season. Because, that might be it. Because there was no training camp. A lot of guys, uh, a lot more guys are getting hurt. Um, something we can talk about again, we can bring them up again. You know, the star of the From the Rafters podcast nowadays, Shemi Ojale is just a beast. Shemi Ojale yeah, is so Shemi had a he had a rough start to Friday's game, but he came out in the second half and started making his shots. So mm-hmm. it's, it's a shame that he's out because he's been playing well. I'm afraid guys are going to cool off too. Yeah. Because they have to sit out games. That's one thing I am kind of afraid of. Like Tatum was just starting to heat up. Now he's going to sit out. He's going to have to get back into rhythm again. One thing we should talk about is uh, Kemba's coming back this week. Kemba is coming back this week, and that should give him a chance. Honestly, it could give him a chance to boost his confidence a little bit. He's going to be getting a ton of shots with the Jays out, right? Anything, I would I would not want that. That's like This is like the least ideal situation for him to come back in. Really? Yeah, because if he came back and everybody's healthy, he doesn't have to. There's not a lot of pressure on him. He can ease himself back in. Now he's going to have to come in and be Charlotte Kemba. See, I feel like that's going to be good for Kemba. I think he'll come in and he'll embrace it because realistically, right? He didn't love being in Charlotte because they weren't making the playoffs. But Kemba Walker, as your leading scorer, can win you basketball games. And so if he can do that with the Celtics, he's going to come back. He's going to get his confidence up. He's going to average 20 a night. And then when the Jays come back, he can kind of ease back into that third option, right? Let them do their things. And I don't think he'll have a problem with that because he's not Kyrie. He doesn't have an ego problem when we saw that last season. So Kemba can come in, get his shot right without worrying about taking bad shots, right? Like, realistically, the Celtics aren't going to be expected to go, like, 5-0 and over the next week. Though, so If they go 2-3 and or 3-2, and I wouldn't complain, right? And I think you can see it the same way. They're missing half their team. So if Kemba can come in, take a ton of shots, get his rhythm back, get into the flow of things, and then go back to that tertiary option where he's only going to be taking 15 shots a night, he'll be chilling, right? He can shoot, you know, 7 of 15 from the field, like, 2 of 5 from 3, and he'll be good. And, and I wouldn't complain, so... I think it's a good I, opportunity. I kind of think the Celtics should win two of three this week. I think they could, uh, but I'm also not going to complain if they go one and two. You know what I'm saying? I don't want them to go one. I mean, <laughs> they should be able to beat Orlando and Chicago, man. I mean, Orlando's dropped their good. last two. I mean, the Magic well, yeah, aren't Fultz, bad. Fultz hurt himself. Yeah, but the Magic still aren't bad. They're six and four. They're not terrible. The Bulls are bad. The Bulls are real bad, but the, the Magic aren't very good. Or decent. The Magic are the I'm more excited to see what. Pritchard does in the absence because now he's really going to have a lot of opportunity to play mm-hmm. and mind you let, let's talk about that real quick he made a huge shot in the game against Washington they were down I mean they were only did. up four and he bangs a three from deep <laughs> and it gives them a lead like a seven point lead again mm-hmm. that was a really really big shot and I remember and he, it because Scow was like oh they need to drive the basket here Pritchard puts up the shot you yeah, yeah. heard him pause and he was like or Peyton Pritchard can just do that and they'll be fine Pritchard's been so good, so under. But he's right. Mm-hmm. Scal is absolutely right. They do. They just settle for jump shots when they get up like that, and that's why they don't play as well, mm-hmm. and they lose leads because they start settling, and it's not the shots you should be taking. Oh yeah, and I think the Celtics have been slightly better at that. I'll give them credit. Like over the past few games, I've seen them drive to the rack more. Like the games against the Bucks and the Pacers and the Nets, it was basically three three threes. Like that's it. And they have been driving. Like Tatum's been doing a better job getting to the rack. I feel like Brown's been driving a little less. Maybe that's just me, but he's making his mid range, so it's not the end of the world. 
And so I will give them credit for that because I think they have been trying to emphasize getting to the paint more. And the Celtics actually take some of the least threes in the NBA. I don't know if you knew that. I can Google it, but I'm pretty sure the Celtics take like the least threes in the NBA or like close to it. I feel like that's just not true. I'll Google it. It right might now. be. I'm not saying I don't know. It just doesn't seem like it. I feel like a lot of their offense is three pointers. It's not necessarily a terrible thing either. I think Celtics making threes is like a good thing because they they've been shooting a good percentage. But oh, yeah, the I reason agree. why they give up leads is because they'll be up big and they'll just settle for shots. Yes. I don't have a I problem with them that. taking threes that are open like when they're building a lead. That's usually how they will. They'll come at <laughs> you fast and hit a bunch of threes, and then that's how they get up big. But when you're up 20, you don't need to be doing that. You'd be Another thing they do is I think they try and take a lot of time off the clock, and it kind of screws them over because <laughs> they, they end up not getting a good shot. Yeah. The Celtics take the sixth least threes in the NBA. They only take 31.1 a game. So they don't take a lot in, compar- in comparison to the rest of the league. Um, the most is the Blazers, who take 42.3 a game. So that'll give you some. The most takes 11 more threes than the Celtics do a game. So that'll give you some semblance of an idea. And the Celtics also shoot the third best from three in the NBA, percentage-wise, which is surprising to me, considering like what you're saying they. End up taking a lot of bad shots in the end games. No, they when they're that's like a very rare thing. Though. They usually the looks the looks that they get are good. Even but they lose to Detroit and they missed a lot of shots. Like I I never have a problem with like Tice shoots threes or Grant anybody that I've seen make a three and they're open. I have no problem with it. Mm-hmm. And now a quick word from our sponsor. <laughs> I have a funny stat for you, Sam. The Celtics, I just told you, shoot the third best from three in the NBA, right? Yeah. They shoot the sixth worst in the fourth quarter. <laughs> they shoot. See, that makes sense. 20, no, that, that absolutely yeah. makes sense. They shoot 29.4% in the fourth quarter. They shoot absolutely Yeah, they, have to, they, they play bad in the fourth sometimes. They, mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that has to do with the beginning of the season. Let's see. They blew 17-point lead to Milwaukee in game one. They got blown – out by Brooklyn the second half of game two game three did they no yeah they lost to Indiana and they should have won that game yeah game four they beat Indiana they make a comeback so that's an outlier game five they beat Memphis and that was a blowout but they had the they had the bums in at the end of the game so or I I don't want to say bums they had the bench in at the end of the game game six they lose to Detroit and they shit the bed in the fourth quarter should have won yep okay Game seven is another Detroit game, and if I remember, they didn't play particularly well in the fourth either. The, I think but, Detroit was just hot that game. I feel like that was less Celtics. But yes, then, but yes. Recently, though, they have played better. Well, no, yes. they haven't. They really haven't because the D- Toronto game, they were bad too. They almost they, lost. They weren't, but that was also the bench. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That wasn't that wasn't the real Celtics. That was, you know, Neesmith and them blowing in. And, the, and the Raptors left Miami, their Miami, they were up 10 with a minute to go, and they almost lost. That was bad. There is a problem there. That was bad, yeah. But in fairness, I will say, the Celtics usually do, you know, hold on. Like, for, for the most part, they don't blow the leads, like, fully. They are able to, like, catch their things. But it is a problem that they let it slip in the first place. I I, I agree with you there. But, like... How many times this season have they let the lead slip and then they blew it, right? Because the Nets game, they just got blown out. Like, realistically, they, they were keeping it close, but it's not like they had a huge lead and they, they fell apart, right? The Pacers yeah. game was the same thing. They just kind of fell apart, right? They didn't have a huge lead in that game, if I'm not mistaken. It doesn't matter. They still fell apart. Like, that's what yeah. you're saying. Like, they, they were falling apart in a close game. That's even worse. Okay, yeah. You, I, you I can't guess. do that. You cannot do that. 
No, yeah, I mean, that's fair enough, too, I suppose. It's just, they, they have to do a better job of closing games is a good way to, you know, encompass it into one statement. They, they don't do a good job of closing games. But, yeah, um, I wanted to ask you about this, too, because I know you don't pay attention too much to the rest of the league, right? But the Eastern Conference right. is all out of whack. Like, all the teams, like, like outside of the top. No, I know, I know the good teams are, like, all, like, at the bottom right now. Yeah. Most of them. Like Milwaukee, Miami, Toronto is mm-hmm. absolutely a mess. Like the Western Conference is relatively normal, right? Like the the Spurs are decent, which is weird. The Thunder are good, which is weird, really weird. Um, and like the Rockets and the Nuggets are struggling, but in the Eastern Conference, right? The Raptors are two and seven. The Wizards are two and eight. The Hawks are four and five. That's fine. The Nets completely fell apart, which is hilarious, right? The Heat are average. Great. The, bu- the Bucks are solid. They're Let's six talk and four. about the Nets for a minute, right? <laughs> Old friend Kyrie missed his third straight game yesterday because he doesn't fucking feel like playing. Imagine getting paid like $30 million, whatever he makes, to play basketball and just being like, yeah, you know, I don't think I'm going to play today. That's not okay. Imagine that, the fucking nerve on that fucking guy. Fuck him. You can't do that. That's, that's... I hope he's having a terrible fucking day. <laughs> that's not I hope okay. He, like, I hope he fucking like walked out of bed. Went to his fucking fridge, and there wasn't whatever he wanted wanted in the fridge. I hope he stubbed his toe on the way up the <laughs> stairs. Whatever, the whole nine. Fuck him. Yeah, no, that that's inexcusable. That's really that's not okay. Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant are both I averaging. I can't imagine if he did that on the Celtics. Oh no, Boston Fuck fans would said he didn't want to play. Fuck you. That's absolutely ridiculous. Like him and Kevin Durant. Fuck Kevin Durant's Durant, averaging twenty nine. Kyrie's averaging twenty seven. But they've played in seven games, and the Nets are are. Five and six. They've missed four games out of eleven. Like Kevin Durant's hurt, right? That's fine. You can be hurt, and that that happens. But you can't just not play because your friend's not playing. That's not okay, right? Ugh, oh man. man, what a what a fucking mess that team is. <laughs> there and fun fact, something that will make you laugh. They're one of the worst defensive teams in the NBA. Like they're terrible on defense. Like that whole team. They, they, they are lost. offense, though. That's the thing about them. That's yeah, what but, makes them dangerous. But, who but they play? losing Dinwiddie hurts them. I'm interested to see next time the Celtics get their hands on them. And I, actually, I don't think they play them again until the break. But I'm interested to see how that's going to go because the Celtics will have Kemba. The Celtics will be healthy again, hopefully. You know what hurts them even more, though? Dinwiddie's hurt, and their other point guard's not fucking playing because he doesn't want to. <laughs> right? Like, you, that's not yeah. okay. The league needs to like fine them or something. They, lost... they shouldn't get paid or so- something like that. I mean, that's unbelievable. They lost by 13. Is he not playing because they stormed the Capitol? I have no idea. They lost by that's 13. Stupid. They lost by 13 to the Thunder. To the Thunder. Makes me angry. Like, who's even playing well for the Thunder? Let me look up the Thunder team stats. Al Horford, I'm sure, was a pimp. I, he actually was really good the other day. I'm pretty sure he had like 20 or something. Um, but let me look at this for you. Hor- Imagine if Al Horford never left. They probably would have. They might have won the championship last year if he stayed. They could have made at least a better shot at it. Shea's averaging twenty one. Shea's a pimp. Shea's a beast. Uh, and after that, it's literally just a bunch of role players. They have one, two, three, seven players averaging ten or more in OKC, which is kind of wild. What's their record? Five and four. <laughs> Good. They're Good. not I'm bad. Glad. Thunder aren't bad. I'm um, glad. Al Horford this season is averaging. 11, 7, and 2.5. And yeah. So he's having good a solid trial. season. Oh, I was doing good. 
But yeah, um, the whole NBA is weird. I don't understand why the Raptors are so bad. That's a little weird to me. Pascal Siakam uh, kind of sucks. Probably because they haven't really like been home in a while, you know? I guess so, yeah. I mean, they're not going to be at home, which is probably going to They're living in a fucking Marriott. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, also true. You know, there's a lot that goes into that. It's not necessarily fair to them. I kind of feel bad for them, but they are. But they are a bunch of whiny pricks. Have we had a show mm-hmm. since then? No, we we talked to Joe Swice. So yeah, I obviously we did. Would not. Oh, but true. let's talk about the Raptors for a minute. <clears throat> Fucking Nick Nurse. Fuck that guy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And then Lowry is the worst man. I forgot how I mm. I used to not like him just because I thought he was overrated, but now I don't like him because he's a whiny prick. He is whiny. He's very I hate whiny. that. Oh my god. If the NBA needs to fix their fucking um, rules too, they need to make it so when you are taking a shot and you're ta- if you take the shot just to get fouled, if it's not in the paint, it should be no no call. That reminds me. I don't me. think it should. I don't think it should be offensive. I just think it should be no call. That reminds me. I want to show you uh, a foul that I think would piss you off a lot. And I I saw it and I thought, oh, this would Sam would get. So it's not angry. the Trey Young thing, is it? No, it's James Harden. No. So I'm gonna send, I sent it to you on Twitter. Oh, sure. Basically, yeah. James Harden's driving, right? And it was on LeBron James, so you probably not mind as much. But this was called on LeBron. I would love to see the aftermath of this. Like, I, does it show like LeBron? Yeah, he, uh, he he went up to the ref. He wasn't even mad. He was just disappointed. He was like, really? Like you're like as much as you hate LeBron, that's not a foul on LeBron. LeBron didn't do anything there. James Harden. Yeah, no, that's stupid. That is stupid. For those listening, James Harden was driving from uh, the three-point line, right? And he was driving past LeBron. He hooked LeBron's arm, and LeBron was just trying to put his hands up and get out of the way and got called for the foul because Harden hooked the arm. So It's about time, Yeah, honestly. <laughs> LeBron needs to get some bad whistles once in a while. Fuck that guy. He's another one. I hope he's having a terrible day, too. <laughs> um. Anyways, we're talking about the Raptors, so I was going to look at their stats because I was I was kind of curious, right? So I'm a big stats guy. I, I apologize if I ramble on because I know you don't like it, Sam. Van Fleet's a beast. Uh, I'll cut for them. you off after a while. Go ahead. Van Fleet's a beast for them this season, right? And we saw that. Van Fleet's always been. He was definitely their best player when they played the Celtics. That's what I was going to say. He's averaging 22, 5.8 assists, and five rebounds. Could be an All Star if they get their shit together, right? Siakam is absolutely atrocious this season. Forty-five percent from the field. Siakam, one of my favorite non-Celtics this year, actually. Yeah, because he's <laughs> so trash. I know. He play. He 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 was terrible. Yeah, he was not good. But something I this is you know something I thought of right now. So I clicked on the Raptors. Right, I'm on Basketball Reference, and it gives me their all-time top twelve players when I click on their team. Right, and I don't know. It, it's in terms of win share, I believe, if I'm looking at this correctly. Because I saw. Now, do you know what win share is, Jack? Would you care to explain for me and the people? Yeah, win share. Oh God, I, I I know what it is. Win share. I'm gonna look it up this so I don't mess it up. So, it's a player statistic which attempts to divvy up credit for a team's success uh, into individual on teams. Hold up, I'm trying to. I'm trying to like not mess up the definition because I know in like theory what it is. You know what I'm saying? But I don't. I don't want to mess up the exact definition. A win share represents one third of a team win by definition. If a team if team wins eighty games in a season, then its players will share two hundred and forty win shares, right? And the formula for calculating win shares is is complicated. It takes wow a, a lot of pages in the book. Um, 
the general approach is to take the team's win shares, so three times the number of wins, and divide it between offense and defense. So it's basically just how much a player contributes to the win, and there's basically, what from what I'm reading, like 84 pages on how it's calculated. So I don't completely understand it, but it, it, it's basically just a base definition like that goes past stats of how much a player contributes to wins, right? All right. So I'm looking, and I, I was brought this up because Pascal is in like the top 12 Raptors of all time, which is why I was you know shocked a little bit, right? Because he's, he's barely played. But it, it gives you top win shares for the season. Like, for example, Van Fleet for the Raptors this season is their highest win share, and he has 1.2. In consider- make it. It is, just stop talking about this. This doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, okay. That, that wasn't the point of what I was asking. My point is I wanted to ask you what you think the top 12 Celtics of all time were because it lists that. And I know that is something uh, you'll be interested in. Russell, Bird, yeah. uh, Mikhail Parrish, Havlicek. Um, mm-hmm. You've gotten five of the top six, but you've missed one. I missed one. All right, let me think. Let's see. I said Bird, Mikhail Parrish. Probably not Kuzi. Kuzi uh, is eighth. Kuzi's eighth. Tommy Heinsohn's got to be one of them. Mm-mm, no. No? no. This is in terms of win share, so it's a little weird. But Yeah, I'm trying to think. Well, those teams won a lot. That's what I'm trying to think of. Yeah, it... Is Pierce there? Is yeah, he, he's, he there? he's third. Is he yeah. in the top six? He's, he's third, three? yeah. Mm-hmm. And the rest are older players, so I can tell okay. you that if you want. Let's see. No, no. Sam Jones. Yep, he's there. Casey Jones. Nope. Or no. No, no. Uh, the rest Jojo are, White. No, the rest are really, really old. Let's see. Ed McCauley, yep. Don Nelson. Yep. Um, Missing two. Look at this. I'm just fucking flexing on everybody. Yeah, uh, two what more. The fuck is the other guy's name? The other one. Uh, what the fuck is his name? Um. Oh my god. Let's see. I said Ed McCauley. It's number twenty-one. I don't know what his name is though. I don't know what this guy's number is. Um. Oh yeah, you're right. It is twenty-one. You always tell you his name. Yeah, what is it? Bill Sharman. Bill Sharman. Who's the other one? You're... Number twenty-three is probably another one. No, you're missing one. Maybe you said him because this is a pretty well-known Celtic. Pretty what? Pretty well-known Celtic. Like I don't pay attention right. to old games, but let me tell you. Um, no. Maybe it's not you. KG. No, no, maybe you said it. Long enough. I don't remember if you said it. You listed off a ton of names, but um... I don't think you said this guy. It's not DJ, is it? No, not DJ. Who is it? Dave Cowens, Cowens. Oh, I didn't. I didn't yeah, see yeah. Dave Cowens. No. But yeah, I, I was just curious. I should guess that one. That was that's a pretty obvious one. I, I thought that'd be fun. That, that I did I pretty well. No, yeah, Fucking you got well, almost but... all of them. That was real good. But Bill Russell's win shares are 163, which is ridiculous. So that wasn't supposed to be an in-depth analysis on win shares. That was just me trying to get you to guess top 12 Celtics because I thought it'd be interesting. But yeah, um, what else do we want to bring up today? We wanted to talk about, uh, should they be able to sign people, right? We can talk about this a little more. I mean, it kind of loops back around to what we talked about at the beginning of the show. Um, but if you wanted to take the approach, who, what do you think they should sign if they could sign people? Like, do you have anybody uh, in mind? Another big. A big? I don't, I don't have anybody in mind particularly, but I think it would help them if they signed. Enough. Well, here's the thing. Like, in, in hindsight, like when, when everyone's healthy, it won't matter. Yeah, because they have too many bigs, in my opinion, right now. Anyways, but right now, that's well. I mean, I guess maybe a wing. A wing probably benefits the most mm-hmm. in the short term and the long term. So let's talk about that. Who who I you agree. got? That's not 
You got any wing free agents, Jack, that you can, can tell us about? Yeah, I can look up right now. Uh, LeAngelo Ball. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, I know Lance Stevenson, Michael Beasley, and uh, one other guy signing to the G League draft. So those guys actually will be don't there. think. Even though he's a fucking nutcase, I think Lance, Lance would be an interesting one just because he plays hard. I agree. I'd really like that. And he hates LeBron. Well, actually, I don't know if he hates LeBron anymore. He's on the Lakers for a year, but he used to hate LeBron. No, yeah, I'm trying uh-huh. to look at. I'm trying to look at by positions. Um, generic. Who's the other one you said? Anybody um, retire recently? Um, I don't think so. Vince no. Carter. No, no know. way. I'm looking at wings right now. Bellinelli, maybe. That's um, that's one that's interesting to me. Corey Brewer, he'd be okay. Play. I, from what I know about Brewer, I think he plays defense, so that would be he a does, good one yeah. too. Um, uh, Jacob um, Evans and Vince Edwards. I don't know who that is. They're they're younger guys. Jacob Evans played for the Warriors. He's three and D. He's all right. Wilson Chandler, Brooklyn, last year. He's okay. Um, I don't know if he would be an impact player though. Damari Carroll's a free agent. Carroll would be an interesting one. I actually kind of like that. And Gerald Green's still out there, I think. I would like Gerald Green, too. He might have I actually like signed to the uh, Rockets. Let me look real quick. I like Gerald. I would like him yeah, back. Yeah, he's a free agent. He was – He was. dude, they, they put Gerald Green in the starting lineup in the playoffs when they were down 0-2 and he made a difference. Yeah, I Can mean – you believe that shit? Yeah, no, it's wild. Uh, Ronda Hollis Jefferson, he's out there. He's all right, whatever. Um, Kyle Korver, he doesn't do much. <laughs> Jordan McRae, that's a really good one. I like Jordan McRae. Corver's out there, you said? Corver, yeah. I would bring in Corver. Really? He's another guy to shoot. I'd bring in... Uh, teach Neesmith some things. I'd bring in Jordan McRae. That'd probably be a top option for me. He was really Who was good the other guy season. I was saying? There was somebody else. I was like, oh, definitely him, and I already forgot. Um, I don't know. Mario Hazonia's out there. Uh, Not him. Gerald Green. Is that who you're talking about? Gerald Green was the other one. I, I like him, too. Troy Daniels, too. Another guy. I like Jordan. Wasn't McCray. he doing like Coke or something? Or is that what? somebody else? Troy Daniels. What are you talking about? NBA player. He was on the Nuggets last year and well, he wasn't bad, was he? Why is he not? There's I feel like there's a reason he's not on the team. No, Troy Daniels is just he's just older. Oh, maybe that's what it is. Yeah, he's Oh no, he's only twenty nine. What? Troy Daniels. I feel like there's a reason he's not on a team that like we're not thinking about right now. No, I'm pretty sure Troy Daniels didn't do, didn't do anything. <laughs> I think he's just chilling. He's just not amazing. He's just kind of average. I can look at, into his basketball reference stats for you. This is the Troy Daniels podcast now. Um, he's just meh. He shot 30% from three last year, 35, 34, 38. You know, he's like, he's very mid. He just doesn't do much. Yes, so. His career year was like 17, 18 with Phoenix when he played 79 games there and average nine points. So he's just mid. He's okay. Um, outside of that, there's not much else. Courtney Lee, you know, um, former Celtic Courtney Lee. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's really it. Andre Robert. It was funny. We were talking about this. Uh, was it Danny or was it just on our show? We were talking about number 11 on the Celtics. Yeah. yeah One guy yeah. we forgot about number 11 was, um, Tatum. He was number 11 when he first got drafted. He never wore it in a real game, but he was wearing it in the summer league before they traded Avery Bradley. Oh, he was because there was a whole um, thing with him and Brown, like seven eleven, right? Yep, mm-hmm. you're right. That was a- you're right. But yeah, um, also two, more, few more guys. You know, I think you'd like Andre Robertson. He doesn't shoot, but he plays. That would be an interesting one. He doesn't shoot, but he plays defense. He does. Is um, he hurt still though? I know he was hurt. No, he's he's back. He was playing in the bubble last year. He's good. 
Um, Tabo Cephalosha, he's all right. He's old, but he's he's okay. Um, Zaire Smith, he's a young guy. Um, Xavier Sneed, you won't know who that is, but he he was a rookie this year for Charlotte. Absolute shooter. shooter, absolute sharpshooter. Does not miss. He's a beast. Um, Nick Stauskas, <laughs> you remember that oh, name? Thanks. Uh, Alonzo Trier. Alonzo Trier would be good. Alonzo Trier? Oh, he's a good player. <laughs> yeah, he is. Why, why is he a free agent? He's good. I don't know, man. Alonzo Maybe he's Trier. not that good. No, he was really good for the Knicks. I, I'll tell you. I'll read you his stats. Yeah, we'll, we'll look at stats. Yeah, he averaged his rookie season. Uh, 11 points, 45 from the field, 39 from three. And then the next season, they just kind of didn't play him, really. They only played him in 24 games. He averaged six points, 48 from the field, 36 from three. So, like, he's never been bad. They just didn't really play him. They traded him for Theo Pinson, and then he got released by the Nick, uh, the Nets. So There's a reason why he's not playing that we don't know about. Not that, like, he's done anything bad. It's just, like... People that like know like like scouts and stuff. Yeah, there's probably. a reason he's not playing. Maybe he doesn't play. Maybe defense, he doesn't play defense. Yeah. yeah. Still, those are some options, some names for those listening to ponder for the Celtics to grab. Um, but it's interesting. Do you think they should be able to sign more guys? Like, is that the is that the solution here? Yes, yes, they should absolutely. And do you think they will be able to at any point? Um, no, I don't think that. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'd also love them to go get Isaiah Thomas, but he's not really a need, seeing how everyone that yeah. they have playing is hard right now. <laughs> yeah, that probably wouldn't be the best option. But um, but I would really love it. Yeah. The last thing I want to talk about, we're sitting around 50 minutes here. This can be a last little segment. Um, right. Expansion teams, right? That's been coming up a lot in recent days. I don't love that concept, by the way, but go ahead. Why don't you love that concept? I don't like the concept of teams having to give up guys. I just don't like it. That's right. I mean, that's, that's how expansion teams work. I think it'd be super interesting because um, – I'm always for an underdog. I think it'd be really interesting to see how a team is put together that way. But my question is, what Celtics do you protect? And I think you knew that's what I was going to ask. And I know you don't love that idea, but... I don't love it. But they get... Realistically, they get eight guys they can protect, right? And so you got to protect for now and for the future. Jalen, Jason, maybe Kemba. We'll say Kemba for now. Pritchard, okay. Marcus, that's five. Uh, Robert Williams, six. Who else? Who am I? Who have not not said yet? That's an important rotation player. I I don't know about Tice because he's a free agent. Thompson. I don't know about Tristan Thompson. He's kind of old. Grant. Mm, I don't know if a team Smith. would take Grant. I think a team would take Grant because you got to think about it this way: the teams that are are drafting right, they have nothing. They have absolutely nothing. They're building for the future. They're probably more likely to take you if they don't want to take on a bunch of contracts. You know, and like, Tristan Thompson would definitely get taken by an expansion team. Yeah, that's no, probably. Well, I'm certain about that. He's a quality so player. I, You're sitting I, at six. I feel like right I'm now. absolutely missing someone. You're sitting at six um, right now. You protected Jalen, Jason, Kemba, Smart, and Pritchard, and Robert Williams. Yeah. Um, okay, let's say we'll we'll say Tristan Thompson because I think somebody would take him. That's six or seven. That's, that's seven. seven. And I said Pritchard. Um, you haven't said Neesmith. You haven't said Romeo. Uh, Jeff Teague. Uh, Teague's gone. They I, they could lose Teague right now and it wouldn't matter. <laughs> All right. Um, um, Shemi Oshley, maybe. I don't know. I almost would say Semi just because he's been playing so well. Or Grant. No, I already said Grant. Didn't you didn't say Grant. You didn't say Grant. Oh, I didn't say Grant. It's between those two. I think they're both important players. 
All right, so you protected. So pick one. You got to pick one. Uh, we'll just say we'll say Grant because he's got more time left on his deal. All right, so you protected Jalen, Jason, Kemba, Pritch, Smart, Rob, Tristan, Grant. So that would send to the expansion draft Carson Edwards, Javante Green, Taco Fall, Romeo Langford, uh, Aaron Neesmith, Shemi Ojale, Daniel Tice, um, Jeff Teague, and Tremont Waters. Mind you, there's a lot. That'll be a lot of players in that draft to be taken. And I don't know if you knew this. They can only take one player from a team. So, like, if they take Carson, oh, I did not. I did not yeah, know that. If they take Carson, they can't take somebody else. So that's how it works. Like, if they took Neesmith, which I, I I would guess someone would probably take Neesmith, they can't take Romeo too. So they can only take one guy. So if I had to protect, I'd protect obviously the Jays. So Jason, Jalen, obviously Smart. I'd probably say Kemba. Uh, Pritch, Robert Williams, Grant. Now that I know, I'm oh, sorry to interrupt. No, now that good. I know you're that good. there are players that like you can only take one per team, I'd probably not protect Thompson and like protect whoever I didn't grant or or Romeo, just right. because um, you know they would probably take Thompson. That would like kind of be like a way to protect the rest of your guys. No, yeah, true. So I mean, yeah, I'd probably go. I'd go Jason, Jalen, Smart, Kemba, Pritch, Robert Williams, Grant, and then maybe like a Romeo in there. Maybe throw a Romeo in, maybe Neesmith, because he's still young. Um, but yeah, I, I would probably leave. I would prioritize Robert Williams as the center I would protect. Because yeah. I, I do realistically think, what's your thoughts on that? Do you think Robert Williams can be the starting center for the Celtics next season? Yeah, yeah, he's been excellent. And if he, he's gotten a lot better over the last six months. I agree. So if he continues to improve, like I've been saying on this podcast, if you've listened, Jack, you know what I'm about to say. He has the potential to boom out of nowhere. So he's he's definitely someone that you want to keep around. And I think the advanced stats, I know you don't pay attention to stats, but are, are showing that. Like, I, I don't know if you read what I wrote about him, or I wrote about the Celtics bench, right? Robert Williams is probably the best uh, bench center in the NBA right now. Like, like unironically, like genuinely. The best, best be. setter. Because uh, let me read you some Maybe of the Jared stats. Allen is the only other one. Well, I'm talking in terms of like stats, right? So Robert Williams, well, cut the shit with the stats. <laughs> it doesn't always matter. I know, but it does matter. It doesn't you, never you matter. You can't tell me it's not close. And this is me not being biased, by the way, that Jared Allen is not one of the best, if not the best, bench center in the NBA. No, yeah, I'm not saying that. I'm, in, in terms of talent, you're probably right, but I'm just saying in terms of play this season. Well, then that's all that matters. All right, whatever. Robert Williams has been really good. Um, Celtics Bulls tomorrow got postponed just now. Did it? Yeah. Yes. Give us those free wins. Get rid of no. I mean, don't give away those free wins. That's what I mean. Don't give away the free wins. Uh. Why did it get postponed? Because of Chicago or because of the Celtics? It just says in accordance with the league's health and safety protocols. That's excellent. Yep. Oh, that's so good. Postponed and scheduled for a later date. So yeah, oh, I hope they postpone the rest of the games this week. I don't know. The Mavericks and Pelicans tonight, too, are, is going to be postponed. So, yeah, the I had no problem with postponement. The league Because that's why they, they made the season the way it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, they set it up so they could reschedule games. No, yeah. It's going to be interesting to see. In addition, at the bottom of the announcement, NBA says they will meet with the NBPA today to discuss health and safety protocols. So the league is meeting with the Players Association. Don't know what that's going to uh, lead to, 
I feel like something has to change because this is getting kind of bad, realistically, right? Jack, you sound like a fucking robot. Do I really? A little bit. Still right now? You're a little bit better now, but... I don't know what that was. I was just saying, that realistically, this is getting bad, no, no, right? it's back. It's back. Hello? Hello? Hello. Is it is it fine? Now you sound a little better. Please leave that in. <laughs> I, I don't know what's going on. I literally didn't change anything. I just kept talking. Yeah, um, I don't know. It's just weird. Maybe it's a connection. Who knows? But... All right, we were talking about the games and the health and safety protocols. I was just saying I hope they, it's they getting bad. Stop being morons about the way they're yeah. handling that cuz that's really pissing me off. No, yeah. I don't know. I feel like something will change when they meet with the players association. I feel like something has to change and I think the players understand that cuz like a lot of players are getting sick, a lot of players are, you know, just not being able to play because of that and the league needs to do a better job at stopping it or do do something differently at the very least. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, but with that, I don't really have much else that I want to talk about. I don't know if there's something else you wanted to bring up, but that that pretty much covers it for me. You think of anything? No, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I'm pumped the game's not happening tomorrow. Cancel all the games this week until everyone's healthy, honestly. Because I don't think and I don't think it's fair to Philadelphia either. I'm not being biased. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's fair when teams are playing well for them not to have all their guys. You know what I'm saying? And I mean – if a majority of their guys, I should say, it's it's okay if they don't have you know one guy, but no, yeah, I, I got you. Their whole fucking core just about is not playing. Like, <laughs> I don't even want. I didn't even want to watch the game yesterday. I was pissed when I woke up from my nap until I saw the that it was canceled. I was like, dude, I gotta do a pregame on this. Like, I I couldn't care less about this game. No, yeah, it, it was not going to be fun to watch. And in fairness to Philly, Simmons and Embiid didn't weren't out because of contact tracing. They were announced injured. After yeah, the, it was like they were, was, they were being weird. phony and they were trying to find a loophole. Yeah, it, it was sus. It was kind of whack, but they 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 ended up playing and losing, so it's whatever. But with that, I think we're good for the episode. So, like I said, unless you got anything else, we can start to wrap up. I'm good. I'm All right. Good. Um, go yes, ahead. sir. In that case, you guys can follow me at Jackson NBA. You guys can follow us at Bannertown USA. Oh. Do pre-games every game before the Celtics when there is a game, 30 minutes before tip-off. So come check us out there at Guy Boston Sports on their Twitter. Shout out to them. Uh, we're partnered with them. They're really cool guys. Uh, we do another podcast within Heckling Distance uh, on the Locker Room app on Wednesdays. Time kind of varies a little bit based on our schedules, but come check us out there. And, yeah, appreciate you it'll guys. It'll be early this week if you're interested. If, if I'm going to be included, it'll be early. I don't know what everyone's planning, but it'll probably be around noon. Yes, sir. Busy day for me on Wednesday. So. Yes, sir. But with that, go ahead, Sam. Unfortunately. Uh, well, no, not unfortunately. Kind of fortunately. <laughs> you know what? I'll flex. Uh, I got a part-time job at uh, the news station near me, so oh, yeah. that's what I'm doing this week. I'm pretty happy about it. Uh, shout out to ABC6. Uh, follow them on Twitter, right? If you're living in Rhode Island, I better not catch you watching Channel 10 or Channel 12 because that's a big no-no. <laughs> Flexing um, for the news station. But yes, follow Jack at Jack Simone NBA. Follow Bannertown at Bannertown USA. Follow me at Sam LaFrance NBA. Uh, that's our show for today. Bye.